1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnell. Ah, back to the hot days of summer, or as we like to refer to it, the Blankman days of summer ah, going on these days. Where I got, am in heaven. You got 95 degrees, you got 104 heat index, and Blankman's out there in a hoodie calling a game, man. That's <laughs> what was, you need. I wasn't quite wearing a hoodie yesterday. You know, <laughs> It but, wasn't quite that bad? Or no. Quite that cold? No, chilly but, for you? I was laughing because Anna Wanniger helped me do the game last night, and she's like, man, it is hot. I'm sweating. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> it's I think it's beautiful out here. What's yes. wrong with you? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's when when everybody else is complaining about the heat and there's one guy doing the game that isn't complaining about the heat. There you know there's something a little off about that person. So. I'd say it's everybody else. Yeah, yeah. You've always been that way though. You love the hot humid weather. I do. Uh one guy who wasn't appreciating it all that much, Jeff Honnold joining us on the phone right now from Coon Rapids and Jeff. You called the game on Sunday, the Merchants game and uh a, t- a tad bit toasty up there was it? I, w- I was using Blankman's name in vain, yes. Um, <laughs> anybody that knows where our broadcaster is, we sit right in front of the uh, press box, and uh, that is the one spot that gets no air. And uh, it was a little toasty, yeah. I was uh, I lost a few pounds, but uh, as my wife said, I probably could stand to lose a few more. <laughs> and, I, and I have to laugh at that because he calls me Sunday evening on his way home, probably about 9.30 or so after that second game of the doubleheader ended, and he goes, I got to get a fan up there. He goes, this was a rough day. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. One, I, well, go ahead, Jeff. I started to, get a little bit, started to get a little sick to my stomach towards the end of the game. You know, you know, you know you're hot when you're up there. You know, I was sweating before the game, and I kind of quit sweating and started not feeling real well. I'm like, oh, let's get this baby over with. I need out of here. You know, the worst part I always thought about those really hot games out there calling them at Merchants Park, you're keeping a score in the scorebook. You put your arm down on the scorebook, and the scorebook is now wet because of the sweat. <laughs> Could you read my stuff? I know my writing's bad enough, but I didn't know if I smeared anything. It was so sweaty up there. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it looked good. Was that your handwriting? Because I really thought that was Lisa's with as nice as it was. Oh, no, I had a little time. I, I was actually writing some nice things down for you. Yeah, and by the way, your broadcast partner was pretty darn cute up there, too, uh, that you had on the headphones with you. Yeah, I got uh, all my kids came down between games. Uh, they really don't realize how busy it is between games, but uh, it was the only chance for us to get together for uh, for Father's Day. So my granddaughter, Stella, got on, and uh, she didn't. She was uh, had the headphones on. She wasn't sure how that worked because Grandpa was talking but wasn't looking at her. So she made it about... A minute and a half, and she was sick of grandpa. So that was that was about normal. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that's it's usually how we goes on rewind as well, isn't it? <laughs> that's about right. That's yeah, about yeah, right. But you know, four hundred and seventy-five people came out for that doubleheader, and uh, on a hot day. And, and just so you know, I, I did watch Kyle Bauer throw out the first pitch for New Way Ford and the Western Iowa Networks, and. He threw a strike. I, I'm impressed. I didn't know he had that much athletic ability. Nice, <laughs> nicely done, Kyle. Throwing the strike. <laughs> I will say, Jeff, that uh, when you sent out that picture of Stella to all of us, I, I was surprised at, at how many of your friends in that group text, you know, were, were talking about the actual talent that was in the booth with you <laughs> that day in Stella. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what I mean. It wasn't me. She buried it. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. And uh, what, I think, what was it, the Similac booth? Isn't that what Nick Brinks called it? So, yes, yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, both, we're both on Similac. It's about right. So, but what a, what a great day. What a, what a great doubleheader to, uh, for the merchants to win. And then they got uh, the double forfeit the day before. So, you know, four wins in two days, a nice, nice way to come back around. I didn't realize it was a doubleheader on Saturday, I guess. Yep. Uh, I wasn't sure of that with the Nevada Griffins. But uh, Sedalia is a team that, uh, well, honestly, the merchants have kind of owned, haven't they? Well, you know, and that's a big one, too. That's for second place in the division, the North Division, and uh, took a commanding lead with that with that win. And, and they were a little light on pitching, um, like everybody is. Once you start getting behind, they start throwing position players out there. But um, it's a battle of arms right now. Uh, they're playing almost every night, so – can you keep guys fresh? You know, you're really trying to get by with one or two pitchers a night. And, uh, if it starts to get out of hand, you, you have to switch off and throw a position player out there. But I thought the merchants did a really good job. They got a, they got a couple of new guys out there um, from Georgia to uh, to help relieve some of the arm duty. And uh, we have a gentleman that's been our assistant coach is kind of getting back, um, been had back issues, so he's going to get back. So they're going to have some some weapons here on that back half of the uh, the season to help carry them. Yeah, that really helped that doubleheader win on uh, Sunday and, of course, the forfeits there. But uh, before that, merchants were on a bit of a slide. And, uh, you, I mean, what what was the frustration level of the players? Did you get a chance to talk to them before the game? Uh, you know, they've been hitting well. Um, so the position players have been pretty good. I mean, of course, they don't like to lose. But, you know, this again, this part of the year is about, about getting yourself better. That's why they're here. So you, you get a little bit of that individuality type situation here but uh, of course they're competitive and want to win but it's all about the pitching everybody was getting tired he couldn't get any guys out in the field even rested and um so we had a couple guys show up and that that's going to help them quite a bit just just resting the arms and and getting getting guys keeping guys fresh uh when you're traveling every night it's a big deal jeff parker ingram seems to be on a tear right now with the bat um what's been special about what he's been doing and, and what do you think's been the, the the reason for his success well, I don't know because I went down there during batting practice Sunday and was kind of leaning on the on the fence, and I've never seen a kid come out of the batting cage as mad as he was. I mean, just livid for the whole time he was in there. Just and then he comes out and goes four for five with a dinger. So whatever it was, he needs to stay mad because uh, he he has been seeing the ball really well. Uh, he's he's letting that ball get really deep in there and giving it a ride and and. Of course, they're using the wind. I mean, we had that 28-mile-an-hour wind, and they were getting it up in there and, and really letting it fly. And uh, Boy, there was a kid, though, from, from Sedalia. Hit it dead center with no wind. I mean, you want to talk about getting a ball. That one, that one was a no-doubter off the bat. But uh, Parker has been doing a really good job of staying in there and, and just, just really seeing the ball and hitting it well, uh, basically to all fields. He's, he's kind of locked in right now. Hey, you mentioned uh, merchants were in second place in the North Division. Do you happen to have the standings there? Do you remember the standings enough to uh, kind of give us an idea where everybody stands? We were going into that game to Sedalia. We were tied with them, so we went two up. I don't know what Sedalia did last night, uh, but with a loss, so we should still be no more, no less than one game up on Sedalia. Maybe maybe stayed even with it. So uh, and then it's Chillicothe, and then of course. Um, you got the bottom, uh, Nevada or Nevada, and they're having some trouble there. It sounds like the the owner passed away here a few years ago, and they've been trying to get things together. They're short on bodies, uh, both pitching and hitting. So, uh, talking to the sales coach, he wasn't surprised they forfeited, and it's going to sound like there's probably going to be some more of that coming with them. But uh, you know, the merchants in that north are, are right there. They're 
they're trailing St. Joe by quite a bit, and that's you know they won the league last year, so it's it's going to be a challenge to try to keep up with them. But uh, you know, you stay in second place, uh, you should be sitting pretty good for playoffs. Well, right now, according to the Mink League's website, uh, you've got um, the Clarinda A's uh, leading the North Division at 13 and three. St. Joe is at 10 and seven. Carroll Merchants are 11 and eight. Uh, Des Moines seven and six, and then Chillicothe's five and ten. In the South Division, uh, Sedalia right now leading it at nine and eight. Jefferson City is five and six. Joplin is at six and eight, and Nevada, of course, uh, with their struggles right now at uh, four and eleven. So, so that's what's according. To the make leagues website anyway anyway so a big uh, night a big stretch coming up here for the merchants they have st joe's they play uh against st joe's coming up wednesday night here at home but then they're on the road for two the 24th and 25th at st joe's critical three game stretch and uh jeff honnell that's that's going to be a great matchup for the merchants tough to win on the road though especially when you're thin on pitching yeah and, and again they got to rest saturday was huge you got to rest two full games so uh, the arms seem to be a little better right now, so hopefully uh, we were we were position, putting position players out there against St. Joe last time up. So hopefully the arms are rested enough that we can really give them a test. I know Coach is really going after that, and uh, so we got two. We got one on Wednesday, and then an early one on uh, on Sunday at 4:05, and then again on Monday at home. So three three quick ones here, and then we get a little bit of a break. I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting heading to July 10th. That is the Mink League's All-Star Game. How many merchants may be going to be on that team? I would probably guess they'll get at least four or five, if mm-hmm. if not more, and and, and stuff. So, but uh, yeah, with where they're sitting in the league right now, um, I know that both uh, Garrett and Caleb Freeman playing well. We mentioned, of course, Parker Ingram. I think uh, was it Ryan Riddle, Jeff, uh, pitching extremely well for him. Ryan's doing really well for him. Yeah, he hasn't gotten a lot of decisions that pitched well. And I, I would say there's probably three, maybe four guys that have uh, been playing. And, again, that's another one we should talk about, Freeman, Caleb Freeman. He's been behind the plate a lot. But he's been he's been hitting the ball well as well. And, and all those guys, if you go through um, really tough at bats, early in the year they were struggling with guys in, in scoring position. And in the last, uh, last few games now, they've really been coming through and getting those sacrifices and base hits and getting that, getting that score up, especially when they need to. Couple grand slams, even. Yeah, and again, let's talk about the local schedule, Jeff Blankman, uh, because you got a game, I believe, coming up Wednesday night. Is that right? Is that going to have that game? Yeah, we do have the Merchants game coming up on Wednesday uh, and stuff. We picked that one up to make up for the game that we were going to broadcast on Saturday, and Mr. Honnold does have the broadcast of that game coming up, and then uh, we're going to have another one coming up on Sunday. And uh, Jeff, looks like I've got you down on that one. I do think that uh, the following week I give you a day off from it. That, that I'm actually scheduling myself to come out and call another game. Holy moly, I don't know if I can handle a day off. That, that, <laughs> my body won't know how to take that. But it's been fun. You know, uh, a lot of good comments. Uh, some of the parents were there this weekend, and they're really appreciative of everything we do um, to get to get the broadcast out to them however we do it. Um, you know, and they, they really they love it when we're all together, especially um, for some reason they like you and I together, Jeff. I don't understand why anybody would listen to that, but um, they like the fact that it's it's, it's not just a a stream with with nobody talking, so they kind of keep up. So um, glad we can help out, you know, helping these kids. And uh, you know, you see improvement. That's the thing. And I think Coach Butcher's doing a good job. And Coach Leader at some point might be here, but it looks like they might be. Ole Miss might be getting in the finals. So it's going to be a while before we see him. I think. Yeah, I tell you what, the first month of the uh, or month or so, approximate month of the merchant season, I don't think things have gone 
I could have gone much better for a first-time team and a first-time, you know, first-time in the Mink League. Uh, again, I don't think things can, could have gone a whole lot better for these guys. No, agreed. Um, it, and it that's just, a tribute to the people putting it together, the that, organization behind it. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. The homework they did in selecting the players and coaches that they've brought in, and all the guys that uh, you know and gals that did the work behind the scenes to get this season ready to go, and all the things that they do to make it where fans want to come out to the games. Yeah, I, I tell you what, they're oper- they, you know, they don't. They don't have a ton of it's not a, a money-making proposition to do things like yep. this so you got to say a big thank you to the merchants organization but uh jeff honald your thoughts on about the first month of the season again I, we don't think it could go a whole lot better than this can it no and you know hats off to mr bird he was involved with those guys helping trying to find bodies and, and players and then of course john perrin and and uh, g-man chris whitaker the the steering of the committee that they do and Boy, I tell you what, the crowds, how, how about those people coming out? I mean, you're you're getting a, a bad night as 200, and the kids love it. I mean, the opposing kids love it. They like to be jeered a little bit. Um, you know, they, they just, they're amazed. I mean, you go to some of these stadiums and they're empty. Go to St. Joe, they're going to get two, three, three thousand. So uh, we can't keep up with that. But, boy, we're, we're impressing them right now on our crowds and, and, and just the, the, the amount of people show up. And then, of course, we've got talent on the, on the field, and that's, that's the big thing is to make sure we have a product people want to watch. And uh, we do. It's, 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 a, it's a nice brand of baseball. We're a little sloppy on Sunday, but for the most part, they're fundamentally sound, and that's what coaches are going for with gritty, sound baseball players. And it's a, it's a team that's going to fight all the way to the last out, and it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah, for the players, it's about getting better. For the coaches, it's about developing players. For the fans, we like the wins and all of that stuff. And there's been certainly plenty of that to to cheer on for the Merchants so far. But uh, Jeff Honnold, we'll uh, we'll catch you in action once again coming up tomorrow night with the Merchants broadcast again. uh, But uh, we're going to let you go for right now. But thanks so much for the update on the Merchants, man. Yeah, and keep Jeff. Uh, thanks for all the updates on the high school stuff. I'm I'm keeping up on the app, and I'm also keeping up reading. So. Um, just, just nice job, and uh, I haven't been able to see it, but I, at least I feel like I'm in tune to the to the local local teams as well. Yeah, I tell you what, that sport, that new sports website is absolutely terrific. So thanks so much, Jeff Honnold, for joining us here this morning on KCIM Sports Rewind. Don't forget that, uh, of course, if you've got a project going on, there's some great things happening at Carroll Lumber. They've got everything you need. It doesn't matter what your project is. You put on a new deck. Maybe you're just refurbishing the old one. You're putting in some new cabinets. Maybe you're doing a little painting, new windows for energy efficiency. One place does it all. Tile, you want that? They've got that too. Carpeting too. Carroll Lumber, they got locations all over the place. The uh, power of four area locations in Carroll, Wall Lake, Lakeview, and Odebolt. So if you've got a project going on, check with the experts. They're going to help you out get that project done so you can get it off your list and on to relaxing. Carroll Lumber, locations in Carroll, Wall Lake, Lakeview, and Odebolt. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. It is KCIM Sports Rewind. All right, we talked to merchants. Let's talk a little high school uh, baseball and softball going on. We are going to be hitting the tournament trail 
in just over a week. That yeah. does not even seem possible. No, it doesn't. Uh, June the 30th. Um, and we're actually, actually starting with baseball, not softball. Yeah, different this year. Usually, uh, you know, softball is a, a few days ahead to maybe a week ahead of the baseball playoffs, but with baseball and softball state, um, the exact same days, 18th through the 22nd of July, um, baseball had to move up. So the first night of baseball playoffs is kind of those play. I don't know if you want to call them play-in games. They don't even mm-hmm. call them the first round, but um, it's going to be June the 30th. Um, so these are the different dates uh, for for the, the baseball playoffs, uh, and this is kind of for all of the classes mixed together. Uh, June 30th and then July 2nd. Then you go July the 5th, July the 8th, July the 9th, July the 11th, the 12th, and 13th. And then, of course, the state baseball tournament with classes 1A and 2A again here in Carroll and 3A and 4A down in Iowa City is the 18th through the 22nd. Now, the softball playoffs will get underway July the 1st, uh, and they'll play on July the 1st, the 6th, the 8th, the 9th, the 11th, the 7th also in there, sorry, and the 12th as well. So um, once they get started, it's going to go pretty Mm -hmm. quickly um, because we're going to have games. Uh, The tough thing for us is going to be if you heard those dates, uh, there's a lot of nights we're going to have baseball and softball playoffs going on. And in years past, we didn't have that. They kind of mixed it around where it was baseball one night, softball the next night. Now we're going to have baseball and softball being played on the the same evening. So it's going to be more difficult for us to get around and cover as many teams. We're going to have three games probably each night those weeks, but uh, Mm -hmm. not going to be able to get, you know, baseball all on one night, softball all on another. Uh, Yeah, it's it's very difficult because the only time that ever really happens, they might conflict every once in a while during the the boys and girls basketball class, but very rarely. Rarely. Yeah, Yeah. they always pretty, they coordinate that pretty well, but with both those tournaments taking place the same week, they got to get those games in, so there's just no choice. Yeah, no, nothing they could do about it this year, uh, and that's just the way it's going to be in the future. I know sometimes like Carol's class, class 4A for the girls, 3A for the boys, they might have a, you know, like a a softball game on the night that some of Mm -hmm. the smaller baseball teams would play, you know, late in the playoffs, but it was usually maybe one night that they kind of, you know, intermingled with each other, you know, on the same date or whatever. You didn't uh, have a full schedule of of one of the other sports going on. Yeah, we might have 16 of our teams in action, you know, with in one night, you Mm -hmm. know, type of a thing, and we'll get out and try to find the best matchups to be able to call. So you only know the dates right now. We're talking pairings. Those should be released here they, this week. They need to be released this week. I know that the baseball coaches got together, I think it was Saturday morning, and uh, kind of decided who's going to be seated where in their districts uh, and stuff, and, and so um, that has been decided. Um, so that should mean uh, pairings, I'm hoping, come out tomorrow, um, you know, or so, um, but I would say either tomorrow or Thursday um, we should start seeing things uh, if they come out today not going to complain about that at all either because I, I know most of the seating if not all of the seating has been done at least for the smaller classes mm-hmm. uh, for both baseball and softball any controversies going on? a number of couple, couple years ago Kemper and uh, Lott and Bronson had kind of an issue about where they were going to play like the regional final or whatever it was in those brackets but anything you're hearing from the coaches out of those meetings nothing no nothing nothing when it comes to that I from uh, the coaches that I've talked to and of course they can't give me any details of who's seated where yet mm-hmm. because they can't do that until it's been released sounds like there wasn't a lot of heavy discussion on who should be seated wherever it sounds like most things if not everything went pretty smoothly this year is it is it a case of have and have nots out there kind of like oh there's clear-cut top seeds I, I I would say that's been a little bit of the case there's been some where it's been maybe 
a little bit of a discussion, but not much mm-hmm. of one. I, I think for the most part, um, in most of the districts in our area, that, that the one seed in that district or the one and two maybe kind of stand out a little bit. All right. So uh, as, you, as you take a do you have the groupings with you at all? I do not. I didn't bring okay. that in today uh, and stuff. So I was going to say, it'd be interesting to take a look and see maybe where the strongest districts were and things like that. But we'll wait to see the, where the where the pairings come out. Yeah. I uh, haven't had time to really break things down that in depth this year with uh, the Amenia games that we're doing and all of the other work. I haven't had a chance to, you know, do. I, and I usually like to do that, but haven't had a chance to kind of break everything mm-hmm. down that in depth yet. Spring and summer seasons, I'll tell you, Jeff spends most of his Sunday just going over everybody's schedule yes. to see what has changed, uh, where they're going to go, and sometimes yeah. you catch some flaws in the in the schedule. There. Yes, yes, <laughs> I have have dealt with a few of those this summer, but uh, not as quite as bad uh, as what we had in the spring. But yeah, it, it takes a couple two two and a half hours to dig through all mm-hmm. the schedules on Sunday. Yeah, so. just to make sure we got everything accurate and for you. Then again, yep. sports.1380kcim.com is the place to see all that. Now, we got some other news and notes going on. Yeah, I want to congratulate Eric Borkowski doing a tremendous job, as always, down there in Audubon. Uh, they were down at the Audubon ACGC tournament held at Guthrie Center this past uh, Saturday. Um, they won their opening round game, ended up going 2-1 and one to take third at the tournament, but that win in the opening round uh, was his 100th career victory, so... Congratulations uh, goes out to Eric Borkowski and the job that uh, him and the girls are doing down there this year. Um, they're having a really, really solid year and probably one of the top programs in our listening area here. I was going to say, they, they have been one of the standouts so far they this have. year. Yeah, they have. And the, and the fun thing about that team is is they're still fairly young, um, you know, and stuff. They're going to be bringing back a lot of those girls, you know, for next year and the year after. So got the potential to have a really, really nice run and, and really starting to build something the way it looks down there. Um, we've got some other kids. I'm going to run through uh, just some names here a little bit uh, that have been on a tear here lately. Uh, Kira Hammond was our Outlaw Graphics Regional Athlete of the Week for softball last week or for girls sports. Um, had four home runs last week. She's just continued on that stretch. Had another home run last night. Um, I think she's hit a home run maybe in like six of the last seven games or seven of the last nice. eight games or something like that. So she's been on a tear. Jordan Schwabe has just been incredible this season uh, for the Kemper girls. Um, Baseball-wise, one of the guys that really jumps out at me. Um, Colby Colbertson down at Coon Rapids Baird um, having a great year on the hill. Uh, right now, when you look at his numbers, they're, they're some of the elite pitching numbers uh, in the entire state of Iowa. I know for up through middle part of last week, and I haven't re-looked at what the ERA is, but his ERA was .61 uh, at one point, and it's not that he had only thrown a few innings. Mm-hmm. He had just been that dominant out on the hill this year. Yeah, you can't argue with numbers like that over a, over a d- decent-sized sample rate. Yeah, absolutely. One congrats uh, and welcome back goes out to Josie Ayala. Injured her a finger um, in preseason practice this year and had to be in a cast and stuff and then in a brace. Um, saw her name in the, in the stats last night for the first time. So mm-hmm. welcome back uh, to Josie Ayala. That's going to be a big get uh, for the Knights. Yeah, that's uh, just, I mean, just leadership alone. Absolutely. Experience alone. Yeah, and that's going to be huge for them. Um, she's one of the elite athletes let alone elite softball players mm-hmm. in the area so you get that kind of talent back and leadership back is going to be huge takes a little bit of pressure off in that leadership from Ava Gross who has really kind of tried to take over that leadership role this year and she's really putting together a fantastic season uh, for the uh, Carroll softball team as well uh, Carter Putney's been playing uh, really really well and pitching extremely well uh, for Kemper so far this year uh, of course Logan Siebenhuller also having a great year Gavin Smith uh, has been having a fantastic year down 
at Audubon. Uh, we mentioned the Audubon girls here a little bit ago. Michelle Brooks has been on a tear here lately. Another couple of home runs last night or another home run last night. I think she's hit three here in the last few ball games for them. So she's really coming on strong. Jordan Mulford, just an eighth grader, is having a nice year. Um, you bounce down to the Coon softball team and Emma Hart having a really, really good year for them, not just in the circle but with the bat as well. Um, they've got several players. Miranda McClellan swinging it well. Malia Clayberg, uh, just an eighth grader. I think she's going to have a special career for them. Um, Glidden's softball team has been playing really, really well. Vanessa Kaler is playing well. Ashlyn Tigas, Elizabeth Lloyd, and Cassidy Wink all playing extremely well. I um, want to give a shout-out uh, to Cameron Venter as well up with the Kemper softball team. I think she's really kind of stepped her game up here um, as of late uh, and is doing a really good job in the circle. Uh, it was funny, last night she went out and gave up two hits, struck out seven, did walk five. She comes over with her post-game interview, and I'm like, Cam, how you doing? And she goes, had better days. I've played better. And I looked at her, and I'm like, okay. So <laughs> Two hits, was, seven strikeouts? Yeah, five walks. It mm -hmm. bothered her to walk five last night. Went two for three at the plate with a double in the game. So overall, she, she had a tremendous game. But that's yeah. the kind of competitiveness you like, that she went out, had struggles, was trying to finding the strike zone early in the game and was frustrated about that. Yeah, I mean, pitchers like that, they have their limits. They're like, okay, I'll allow myself maybe two walks. Yep. Uh, anything above that is unacceptable, and they just, yeah, that's what they dwell on, no matter what the other good stats are. Yes. That's what's dwelled on. Always striving for perfection, uh, which is hard to receive. Emma Anderson is just, uh, we talked about Kiera Hammond and all the power. Um, Emma's had, I think, three games here in the last week where she's been like 4-4 four or 4-5, four or four or five, scored five runs, mm -hmm. just really putting together a special season up there. Cooper Cook with the Arweva baseball team, I, I know it's, I know he's going to be disappointed. Um, he's having a great year, played well last night, hit a three-run home run in a, in a five-to-four loss to Coon Rapids Baird, which tells you how well Arweva continues to play, even yeah. though their record well below 500 right now. They've, they've, I think that six or seven losses have been by one run um, and stuff so far this year, but uh, he's pitching incredibly well. I know last week on Friday I did their game over at Glidden. He had not walked anybody all season, then walked seven guys in like the first three innings. Oh. Uh, but once he <laughs> found that strike zone, um, that he was really, really good. But, uh, you know, he, he came back out last night and pitched well for them. Will Regaler, Connor Kirsch. Connor pitched extremely well in that game last night down at uh, Coon Rapids Beard. So um, John Whitver, I thought, pitched well for Glidden Ralston. Good for them to have him back on the hill. Mark Lynch and Johnny Bergmeyer playing well over there. Uh, Max Nielsen's doing a fantastic job um, down at ICAM Manning right now as well. That's a team that uh, has really taken some steps forward from this year compared to last year and continues to grow. Let's talk about some teams. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about the teams inside the area. How about a little outside the area as they get into the playoffs? Who are some of those teams? We always talk about Raccoon River Conference teams in like softball. Uh, you're going to have to get through some of those teams. Who are some of those teams maybe in the western half of the state? You're thinking, you know, these are these are really good teams that you're going to have to get through. I well, I, I'm going to start with the Raccoon. I know they're more central mm -hmm. Iowa teams, but yeah, you you look at the, like for but example, still our teams got to get through those. They do potentially. Yes, um, you look at like Carroll for example, and you look. At at their conference record, they're 0 and 9. Last night they were down 5-1 going into the sixth, you know, and stuff, and and played really well against one of the elite teams out there in North Polk. So, um, but they're 0 and 9 in conference, but yet they're right about 500 overall on the season. So that means you get them mm -hmm. outside of the Raccoon River Conference, and they play extremely well. Um, I would say softball wise that you know the Raccoon anybody there, you get up into Northwest Iowa, you got your normals, the Sergeant Bluff Lutons and stuff like that are going to be really good. I, Newell Fonda, of course, in Class 1A. I, my, my guess 
playoffs is is that most of our area 1a teams always have to go through Newell Fonda at some point mm -hmm. in the playoffs but um, they're playing extremely well um, but you know I, I I think we've got some teams that you know you look at Kemper for example if they can match up with the Hawkeye 10 uh, coach Bowman talked about it a little bit last night in the post game struggled early in the season against a really tough schedule in a lot of those non-conference games but they're sitting in third place right now in the Hawkeye 10 Wow um, so you know uh, the Hawkeye 10 maybe not quite as good as what's been in the past or as deep as what it's been in the past so if you match up I think with some of the schools there you've got a chance to make some runs um, Underwood's really good in softball this year um, trainer well, of yeah, course I was say, is trainer always, is always one trainers, that's a great athletic program down it there. is trainer solid but probably not as good as what they have been you know maybe 10 15 years ago in softball Missouri Valley is good but uh, Audubon should have probably got him last night up 7-1 late in that game and kind of left it go Loma's really really good in softball this year uh, baseball tri-center I think surprising some people uh, Underwood very very good in baseball this year Western uh, Iowa conference yep, teams yep you go up to Kingsley Pearson uh, they're having a very very nice year um, you know so Alton's usually yeah, a power up there but they, they've dropped off a little they? bit you know they're, they're still solid but maybe not where they've been in the past all right, so there's kind of a look of some of the power teams out there that as, as the pairings come out yeah, here. Soon. And Lewis Central in baseball yeah. um, is really good this year, really, really good. All right, so that's just some of the teams to kind of keep an eye out for. Uh, again, you expect the pairings out sometime this week? I'm hoping week today, and, but uh, they've got to be out sometime this week. Are we going to get it uh, to post it on the website and Facebook? And the, the, the I, I'll, get, I'll get it out to Facebook, yeah, and then to the website as soon as I get a chance to sit down and type them all out once they're released. So. But no rush. You yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to get them out that day, uh, but it'll depend on like tomorrow I go down to Neola so I'll be leaving early in the day you know and if the pairings come out it's going to be hard for me to type them while I'm driving or broadcasting a game so I was gonna say so the pairings come out at five o'clock 501 you'll have those posted is sure. that correct okay. if you just if I just take the link and share it then they'll be posted <laughs> there you go but we'll get that for you and of course get you coverage of, of all of it this the playoffs are almost here once again and merchants baseball tomorrow night don't forget about that uh, so they'll be back in town for a game 